0: Alternative lifestyles come and go, but the Christian lifestyle? Oh, that's always around, as we'll see next. Join us. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Hi, welcome to the program. You know, recently during a Mother's Day service, we spent time in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, taking a look at the Christian lifestyle. There's a lot of encouragement here as we seek to understand the lifestyle we've been called to in Christ, one that far and away blows every other lifestyle out of the water. It's an encouraging look at our lifestyle in Christ. Won't you join us here in Romans chapter 12, our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
1: He says fervent in spirit. The word fervent there, it literally means to bubble up or to bubble forth. It means to boil water and the sound that you get when water begins to boil. When you know it's ready. Well, that's what happens in our spirit when the Holy Spirit gets down on the inside of us. Amen. There's a bubbling forth. There's an energy. There's the power that begins to hit us. And when it comes to our spiritual life, God begins to awaken something within us so that we have life. It doesn't mean that you won't get tired. It doesn't mean that there's moments when you want to just tell everybody to get out your house and you want to be quiet. I understand that. But there's something about our spirit being awakened and revived that to cause us to keep going when other people want to fall and want to quit. Because we're fervent in spirit. Our spirit is bubbling over with God's goodness and his influence on the inside. He says, serving the Lord. Look at verse 12. He says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation continuing steadfast in prayer these are lifestyle characteristics and qualities of a christian he's trying to communicate this to them he says rejoicing in hope he says patient in tribulation i think this is important the word patient here in the greek it means to remain under it means to to endure and I like this because a person who's patient in the midst of tri- tribulation is settled within their, in their spirit. There's a settling. We should never be people who panic because God's with us. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, don't panic. Come on, look at somebody else, tell them, don't panic. There's a rest that we have, an internal rest that comes of a result of us knowing the God of promise the God who can never fail the God who has never failed the God who has kept us will continue to keep us and will bring us into his intended purposes for our lives if we're willing to to rest and have faith in him but what happens is we're not patient in tribulation I like what he said he said patient in tribulation that doesn't mean just that you're waiting but you're waiting with the right attitude some of us are waiting, but we got the wrong attitude. Can I have an amen? Man, the Lord done brought me out here. I'm here, Lord. I'm not going no way. You know I'm going to get my tithes, and I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to come into church. But I just can't. I don't know how long I can deal with this. Lord, I'm tired. When you are you going to come through, Lord? My goodness, I know I'm faithful. I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Everything. I pray in tongues three times a day. I done tried everything. Lord, were you? Oh, oh, oh Lord. And, and, we, and we not just just chill. God's got you. He didn't save you to leave you to die in the wilderness. If you stay in faith, he'll bring you into your promise. Can I have an amen in this place? This is the God that we serve, but what happens is we're we're, we're not patient in tribulation. We don't remain under, bear under, and we allow ourselves to endure resting in God's truths and not panicking. God's got it. I'm not saying that this is easy, but I am saying that through the influence of Christ in our lives, this becomes our character. It becomes our lifestyle. We start to live this kind of way. Can I have an amen? He says here, not lagging. He says um, in verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Look at verse 13. He says, distributing to the needs of the saints. He says, given to hospitality. There are times and moments in all of our lives where we may fall on hard times. Or our back is against a wall. One of the things that happened, and this is one of the reasons why I, we teach on tithing here at the church, and we do the things that we do. Because one of the things, and I don't want to get too in-depth in it, but a lot of people want to make a withdrawal, but they never want to make a deposit. A lot of people want God to bless them. A lot of people want God to give them a return, but they've never made that investment, and I think it's the same thing for the church. When a person comes to this church and say, says, I am a tithe-paying faithful, tithe faithful member of this church, and I'm doing X, Y, Z, da-da-da-da-da, I've fallen on a hard time, I need some help. The church is obligated to do what the church can do to try to be a blessing and a supply of that person's need. But if a person comes to a church... And they don't do, they sitting there and I don't believe in none of that. I don't do that. I don't need that. Then hard times come. Well, have you been faithful to God? Uh, what I'm saying to you all is this. You have to understand God's system and his process. Process. And for us, we want to be faithful to God. And part of the... And this is the reason why Apostle Paul is saying this. Distributing to the needs of the who? Saints. There are times when the saints have need. Our job is to respond to the needs of the saints as we have the ability to do so. But if a person isn't acting like a saint... I don't want to go too far into this. Well, I'm just saying, I, I want to say this because... And, and some of you know, we, we, we bless all the people, a lot of people in this church. It's a blessing. We have a saints relief fund here at the church. Because we want to be able to try to be a blessing to people when they have needs. But we have to stop and ask myself, am I being faithful? Am I doing my part? Am I, am I helping? Because sometimes our blessings are being withhold, withheld because we're not being faithful just chew on that a little bit amen we have to ask ourselves i want god when he's thinking about blessing somebody i want him to look at me and say man that guy right there he'll be faithful bless him i don't want god just to bless me in spite of me i want him to bless me and smile about it can i have an amen this is how you want You want God to look and say, man, that person has been faithful. Whatever they knew, they have stored up righteousness by their faithfulness. And our job as a church is to participate with God and help him to be a blessing to people who have have partnered with him to advance his kingdom. Can I have an amen? He says, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving the hospitality. He says, bless those who persecute you. He says, and bless and do not curse And I think this is a big part of the Christian life. It is so easy to want to get back at those who have done wrong to you. And one of the things that I've realized in my personal life is that evil cannot cast out evil. Only good can cast out evil. And when we're being persecuted, our job is to respond with the opposite spirit. Don't. Don't begin to u- utilize and, and get, allow the, the, the same spirit that's coming at you to get on you. Operate in a different kind of spirit. And this is what pushes out darkness. Can I have an amen? This is what we got to learn to do. But this is Christian character. This is a Christian lifestyle. And there may be times when God says, hey, now stand up for yourself in this moment. There're going to be moments where the Lord may prompt you to do some things. And we see Apostle Paul, he did this. He sometimes he called he called down blindness on one person. I mean, he I mean, so we know that there are moments, but but most of the time God's going to tell you and I just to be quiet. Hold your peace. Let me fight your battle. I got you. There's going to be times we say put your foot in the ground. Handle this situation. I want you to say something in this moment. But at the end of the day, we want to be led by the Spirit of God. He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And sometimes what we do is we don't, we don't curse directly. We curse indirectly. And we have to be watchful of this. As people are going forth and and then and say where something happens and somebody's persecuting us and then something bad happens to that person that's persecuting us. you'll know a lot about yourself by how you feel about their downfall mm-hmm, i knew god was gonna get them mm-hmm, i didn't touch them mm-hmm, praise the lord i mean not praise the lord have mercy lord you see The thing that that I'm learning to do, and I pray that all of us are learning to do, is is to be indifferent about what God's doing in somebody else's life. I don't know. I don't care whatever happens. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Whatever. I'm continuing to do what God's asking me to do. But what happens for us, if we start getting this in our spirit and we, we curse indirectly and that is not good in the sight of God. Amen. We have to be very sensitive. This is Christian character. It's a Christian lifestyle. Look at verse 15. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. There are moments in our lives where we have to learn to identify with people in their particular state or condition this is how we develop christian character and we develop a christian lifestyle when we learn to pause sometimes and maybe you're not going through a hard time but somebody is going through a hard time and they're weeping identify with them in that moment man i'm sorry to hear about that and 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 sometimes people are rejoicing don't be fearful that they're going to just go too far rejoice with them praise god he opened the door for you oh my goodness well what happens is a lot of times well don't get so lifted up well I know he just broke you through and answered your prayer and and he delivered you and liberated you and blessed you and and now you rolling in a new car and now you got a new job and and I remember when you was both brusking and discussing and now you blessing everything and that's okay but don't get lifted up with pride rejoice with those who rejoice can I have an amen we got to learn to say, my goodness, is that what God did? Praise the Lord. And don't do it. Now, don't do it. Now, this is another thing I hear. And we hear this in Christians. Well, you know, if God did it for them, he'll do it for you. You need to shout with them because God may do it for you. Listen, just shout with them. Can I have an amen? Don't worry about what he's going to do for you. Just shout with them right now. We're shouting and we're saying, well, praise God. Yes, yes, do it for me. I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. Instead of no, let's just get wrapped up in what God has done in your life. And the same thing when people are weeping. This is a part of Christian lifestyle, saints. We learn to do this as we partner and we yield to the Holy Spirit. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Look at the verse 16. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. You know, this is a big one. Because within, even in within Christian circles, there's people in this room that are on welfare. There's people in this room that are CEOs of corporations. There's people in this room that are millionaires. There's people in this room that don't have enough money to pay their rent next month. There's people in this room. There's all kinds of, there's diverse situations and circumstances in this room. But when Jesus comes on the scene, he's not not looking at the circumstances. He's looking at people. The church is not a caste system. There's no caste system in the church. There's no special seating. We have professional athletes in this room. We have people that are doing all kinds of great stuff. But there's no special seating in the place you know all the good people that are rich they sit over here and we don't rope off a section can i have an amen there's blacks in here and whites in here and chinese in here, hispanics in here filipinos in here we got all kinds of different kind of cultures and different backgrounds and i you know i don't care we in here trying to get god amen we in here trying to get jesus and what happens is, and, but, but this is what he's saying here is this. He says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. This means people that maybe don't have everything and are, are struggling. Associate with them just like you'd associate with, with anybody else in the church. The person comes in and maybe they don't, maybe they just came off the street. Maybe they don't have a suit. Maybe they don't have the clothes. Maybe they don't have, you know, this and that. Maybe they're, they don't have anything. But we learn that who cares? Brother, you can sit next to me. Sit right here. Man, I don't know my Bible. Well, here, here let, me, let, me, let me share my Bible with you. And we learn to associate with the humble. And unfortunately, in some Christian circles... Somebody comes in the church, and they don't dress, and they don't have, you know, their clothes are all tattered, and they look bad, and and people start moving away from them. The devil is a liar. Can I have an amen? And we've got to learn that this is, and and I I thank God, we don't do this in this church, but we're going to make sure we don't do this in this church. Because Jesus, he associated with, he would associate with everybody, and it's the same thing. If you only have friends that are in your pay scale, Then you we've got to stop. That's not Christian character. That's not the lifestyle that Christ is trying to forge within all of us as as saints. We have to learn to come down. Hang out with people. Get to know people. What you doing? What's your name? Talk to them. Well, brother, I I don't want to get dirty i don't want to get dirty you know i went over there to san francisco and the guy laid his hand on me had to wash my hand five times you know devil is a lie you're not going to prosper you're not going to prosper can i have an amen we we go to peru we go to vietnam we go to cambodia we go to these places flies and bugs and who cares let's praise the lord dirt on the floor it is what it is jesus is up in here can i have an amen We learn to live our lives like this. And we learn that this is a part of Christian character. He says, do not be wise in your own opinion. I love this also about Apostle Paul because here's a man who is highly educated. But he knew that his opinion wasn't God. And it wasn't always God's opinion. What we have to learn to do is align ourselves with the way God thinks. And that means a lot of times, God is going to show you and I that we're off and he's on. And that's okay. Never make an idol out of your opinion. That's idolatry. And what we want to do is allow the Holy Spirit to forge this in our lives. where We're able to allow people to speak into our lives because we realize we don't know it all. But this is Christian Lifestyle. This is a Christian lifestyle. Look at verse 17 on down, verse, verse 17 on down to 21. And we're going to close this out. He says, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible. Somebody say, if it is possible. King James is, and, and I like this. He says, as much as depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. I'm going to try my best to live peaceably with a person doesn't mean that we're you know homeboys it doesn't mean that we may kick it all the time it doesn't mean that we're gonna go out and and you know go to lunch all the time but man we're gonna have peace when i see you what's up man how you doing how you doing but that and and the thing about it is he's putting this on us apostle paul he said as much as depends upon you if it is possible He's saying that this is, this is something you have to resign in your heart, that I've tried my best to make this happen. He says, live peaceably with all men. And he's not just talking about with all Christian men or Christian women. He said with all men, that, that even on your job, none of us should go to our job as Christians, individuals who want to model the Christian lifestyle, and nobody likes us on the job, Because we mean as a snake. In Jesus name. All y'all going to hell up in here. God done blessed me with this job to show all y'all. I'm the light. The devil's up in here. We're going to drive him out. And we go through the whole business. And everybody's scared when you come in the room. like Oh, we want to be light. We want to be light. But we want to be a soft light, not a blinding light. We come on the scene and people should see that, yeah, we're not going to be going having water cooler talk. We're not going to do these things. But we are going to be light. But I think it's important for all of us that, that when it comes to our lifestyles, and as much as it depends upon us, we're living peaceably with all men. And and sometimes even as a pastor, you know, I get, they try to put me in traps and stuff and different things like that. I had one this week, somebody, one of the reporters tried to get me. I'm not going down that road. I mean, I think what has to happen is we realize that the enemy will try to scheme you to attack you, but if your heart is right in the sight of God, the the end result is you're going to do the best that you can to live peaceably with all men. And I think for all of us in this room, we have to stop. And ask ourselves, no, we're not going to compromise God's standard, but we're not going to be bullies on our job and bullies in our home. Can I have an amen? Even in our homes, that we're not bullies in our homes. How many times you read your Bible? How many times you read the scripture? How many times? We've beaten everybody over the head. And the same thing, and I'm talking about for husbands and wives and the kids. Did you recite the whole chapter of the book of Romans chapter one today? We're telling our kids. And I'm saying, yes, we should do the best that we can to lead our kids and to do what we're supposed to do. But there should be a peace element and aspect to our leading. He leads us beside the still waters. He doesn't drag us in there. Get in here. Can I have an amen? Let's close this out. He says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, now watch this, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? Good cast out evil. And I tell you, it makes this devil so mad when you don't respond in his spirit. There's going to be moments when God says, put your foot down. There's going to be moments when God says, say something. When God says, be firm. When God says, defend yourself. But there's going to be times when God says, you sit back, vengeance is mine. Let me handle this. There's going to be times when God says, Go ahead. And let that, con- that person continue to, to do this or that. And whether you realize it or not, a person will go home and, they'll, and it'll, it'll, coals of fire will be upon their head because they're thinking, I tried to get this person mad and they didn't respond. Why? Because at the heart of it all, we're not being overcome by evil, but we're overcoming evil with what? These are just some of this, the basics of Christianity. Of the lifestyle that God's trying to forge within us as Christians. How many in this room can say that, man, I'm perfect in all these areas? None of us. God's working on us. But we have to allow, we got to know what God's looking for. And right here, we just saw a few things that God's looking for. Amen. He's looking for this in all of our lives. We can shout. We can jump. We can dance. We can run through this place. But at the heart of it all, we have to stop and say, God, what are you requiring of me? And God is saying, these are some things that I'm requiring of you. Let me work on these things in your life. Will you let me work on these things in your life? Will you let me? And my answer, I know for myself today, is yes, Lord. Forge this in me, in our church, and we want to see this kind of lifestyle continue to be forged within us. So when people say, what is a Christian? We can say, how does a Christian behave? Watch me. Apostle Paul was not afraid and never ashamed to say, follow me
0: as I follow who. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551.